Hello, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. I'm drinking some coffee. I'm jazzed. I'm on my third Alani. They should sponsor me at this point. They should. I don't know if that's healthy, <laughs> but it is eh. what it is at this point. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I wanted to be energized because this is a little behind the scenes moment, but this is our second time recording this episode. <laughs> Because we did it on Monday, and both of us were, like, not on planet Earth. So I kind of said, do you want to re-record? And I feel like I say that every time, but this time Liz was up for it. Yeah, this time. Because last time I was, like, sleeping. I was asleep at the wheel, baby. And I do not remember half the things I said. So, yeah, take two. (laughs) It should be better this time. (laughs) Yeah. So right now is a really busy time for Liz. And I just am always chaotic, so uh, this episode is going to be just kind of us discussing our lives, so you can get to know us a little more, and I think we're going to get to know each other a little bit more, too. Yeah. So that's going to be so. fun. Um, I was going to mention Spotify Wrapped. Um, mm-hmm. That's That was a big thing last week. What, did, what was the conclusion of your year with Spotify? Well, About Damn Time was my number one song, which everyone at the theater will not be surprised by that. Uh, Mainly (laughs) because I, yeah, I make our, well, I don't make him, but I ask him, pretty, pretty please with a cherry on top, will you play About Damn Time before I open the house? (laughs) And he does almost every time. So yeah, Lizzo is like my whole wrapped. I think my top five were four of her songs. (laughs) <laughs> Mine had Taylor, 21 Pilots, Miley Cyrus. My number five song was my own song, which is really embarrassing, <laughs> but also I don't care. <laughs> I was really trying to pitch guarantee this past year, so that probably has a lot to do with it. But yes. <laughs> listen, <laughs> on the subject of Spotify wrapped, I just have to say I was blown away by Like the Winds. Spotify wrapped stats. Oh, which is yes. your album, obviously. Yeah. I was so I've been proud heard of you. in like 300 countries or more. I don't know. I can't remember the exact number, but it's like people in freaking Africa have heard my voice and my words. It's just kind of crazy. Well, I wish but. everyone, 300 countries, I wish your song would pop off. I don't understand I why it won't. It is a banger. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. Um. Yeah, I I was shocked to see the the results, but I was happy too. Another thing that people are like super fixated on right now, I guess what you should say, are the AI thingies. Yeah, the um, where you like can make yourself look like you're like a queen in the 1800s. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it like that yet. I did a couple filters for free because. I don't know. I may cave because I'm I'm feeling the FOMO and I want to see what my pictures look like. How ridiculous is that? So I'm about to pay like six bucks a month or whatever it is. 
Yeah. <sighs> I just want to do it because I love, like, my favorite show was Rain. It was the story of Mary Queen of Scots. I love, like, queen-type dealios, like, royalty and stuff. So I would love to see myself as that. Um, yeah. but I just haven't done it yet. So I would I love to see it. your photos. There are some Hell photos though. Like some people I see, I'm like, that does not look like you, but okay. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helen did it, my sister and hers were gorgeous. And I was like, oh dang. Okay. She should be well, a queen. We'll have to try it. <laughs> I know. Cool. Yeah. Well, all these fads. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. I got to Y'all keep me young. There's always something new. <laughs> <laughs> Watch, One thing watch. I will not do is TikTok dances. God Listen, bless. By the time this comes out, this will have already come and pass. I guarantee uh, you. Yeah. But just 100%. wait for them to say, don't you do that AI thing. They're taking your information from China. <laughs> they do it every dang time. It's like, shut up. Oh. Our- Listen, they have all the data they want from you. With this little device mm-hmm. I call a cell phone Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they already got your info. So don't worry about turning yourself into a queen. Okay. <laughs> kills me. It kills me every time. China's going to steal your info. Don't do that. So we should do them and then put them on our partner post. Okay. All right. I'll do that then. <clears throat> I'll do Funny. that. Um, okay. Anything else going in, on in your world? Not really. We opened our show, so we're just kind of doing that, gearing up for Billy's second Christmas. But now she's, um, like, aware enough to understand. She's starting to understand what Santa is. She helped me, well, helped, quote, unquote, put up the Christmas tree. Like, she is in it. And so it's very sweet. It's a very charming time. I feel like it's going to make Christmas magical again because I feel like when you, like in between your teenage years and when you don't have kids, it kind of loses its little bit of magic. But when you have kids, it probably comes back. But yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, little Billy Ann. Well, do you want to get on to talking about ourselves? <laughs> always. Twist my arm. <laughs> you want me my to go favorite first? Topic. Or do you want to yeah, go first? Sure. Okay, I'll no, go No, you can go. You can go. Okay, well... Let's see, a little bit about me. I'm a Sagittarius. I am a fire sign. I'm an Enneagram 8, which is a challenger. And I'm a Hufflepuff. So that should tell you everything you need to know right there. I love Harry Potter. So yes, your your Hogwarts house will tell me a lot about you. Um, let's see. I was born in Clovis, New Mexico on Cannon Air Force Base in 1989. So that is correct. I am 33 years old. Uh, after that, um, I lived in Georgia, Illinois, Ohio, Virginia, Tennessee, Los Angeles, Alabama, and back to Tennessee, and now in Florida. And I moved several times in most of those states. So like in Tennessee alone, I think I counted that I lived in eight different places in Tennessee. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like to move. Um, I move every, shoot, I don't know, one to three years. Because I'm so used to it. I like the change, you know. Now that Mm -hmm. I have a kid, though, and I'm married, I'm getting tired of moving. So I'm like, okay, I think I'll be good in one spot for a while. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I don't really like living in one place for long. But I'm now married to a guy who absolutely hates moving. So that's been an interesting (laughs) dynamic. 
Um, my dad is retired Air Force. He and my mom live in Huntsville, Alabama. He's a beekeeper. He's got chickens and peacocks and bees, oh my. We are ride-or-die Tennessee Vol fans, which means I'm a very loyal person because we sucked for a very long time, okay? I have an older sister who's in the Army. She's got a whole family. They're precious. I have a younger brother who's in the National Guard Army Reserves. So you guessed it. Your girl is the starting starving artist of the family, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh, I do work in theater, which I love. I'm a stage manager. I have worked as a production manager, an event technical director, a stagehand, an A2, which is an audio assistant. So I've done a bunch of stuff. Uh, I also handle all the booking and correspondence for Tastify, which is a private chef company in Nashville. The owner is also the head chef, Tyler King. And, of course, I'm a mom to Billy. She's one and a half years old, and she's precious. Um, And it's not that I'm biased. She actually is precious because I feel like I would know if my kid's a brat, and she's not. I miss waking up to her. Aw. down there, and she'd be, like, tapping on the door. (laughs) I miss that. She's like, (laughs) wake up. Um, (laughs) I'm a firecracker. I don't put up with a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm very protective. I'm loyal. Um, but you fool me once, okay? Shame on you. You fool me twice, shame on me. And it's very easy for me to snip snap somebody out of my life, okay? <laughs> cut them right on out. I can cut someone out faster than a hot knife through butter. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye now. <laughs> Um, I do have a big temper, but I do, this is something a lot of people wouldn't know. I actually do have a bigger heart than people would know or expect because I'm pretty blunt and harsh and very like, don't mess with me. You are very blunt, but you also (laughs) are the most, like you're the sweetest person and you're very, um, genuine and you think of people like more than any other friend I've had. So thank you. I do try. My mama raised me right. She just told me not to take no crap. Um, When I, that's the thing about me. When I have a tribe, I really care about them and take care of them. So if you're in my tribe, if you're in my circle of trust, okay, we're Gucci. Um, I will admit I'm pretty basic as a human being. (laughs) Uh, I love Broadway pink, which is a very specific pink, but it's basically neon pink. Uh, Disco balls. I love dancing. Whitney can attest to this. I will dance anywhere and with anyone. Mm -hmm. They, we went out for a girl's birthday on Broadway. And I don't think y'all were surprised, but I also think you were surprised. About all these people I danced with, not knowing a single one of them. Oh, my gosh. Um, Let's see. My favorite food is a nice, gooey cheese pizza. Like, remember the pizza from Goofy Movie? Oh, my gosh, yes. I wish all pizzas were like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Love root beer. I love a good skillet cookie. I love a good Mm. lava cake from Chili's. (gasps) Chili's in the once world just opened. Sorry. Oh, well, we got to go. Next time I'm up there, we're going. <laughs> they literally opened today. Um, 
What else about me? Oh, I have a Cricut, so I love crafting. I make signage and stuff. And I just love home decor. I can't get enough. It's what I spend almost all of my money on. Like, literally, we'll be at the store, and I'm like, oh, I like those throw pillows. And Jeff will be like, okay, but we already have pillows. And I'm like, have we met? (laughs) You know I'm about to switch these out. It's a new season, okay? (laughs) But, yeah, that's about me, you know, in a nutshell. I love it. What about you? So I didn't know. Oh, thanks. Oh. Um, I didn't know Broadway Pink. I, I didn't know that was hot pink, but good to know. Yeah, like, okay, have you ever seen a theater show? Or, like, even the pink on the Opry? Like, that hot mm-hmm. pink? Is it, like, the Legally Blonde musical yeah. pink color? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I think it's Roscoe 352 is the gel color. Or maybe it's Roscoe 364. I don't know. A lighting person will correct me on that, but it's a very specific color. I'm going to be quite honest with you. I have no clue what you're talking about. So it's it a gel be a color. Roscoe 435. <laughs> Come in, Roscoe. Come in, Roscoe. Uh, No, Roscoe is a lighting company and theater, and they have Mm -hmm. gels, which are, like, obviously the color that goes over a light to turn it a different color. Okay. Sorry. Cool. Mm -hmm. You always teach me stuff. (laughs) You're welcome. You teach me stuff, too. I don't know about it, but... um, Okay, so I am a Leo. I'm a fire sign. (laughs) I think I resemble a lion. Do you? Is but it because you have red hair? Maybe that. And I went as a cowardly lion for Halloween. And I was like, I kind of look like a lion. But anyway. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I'm an Enneagram 3. Mm-hmm. ENFP. And just for Liz, I took a Harry Potter test before tonight. And it said I'm a Hufflepuff. But I feel like I took it before and it said it was something different. I literally have no clue what that means. Um, have you ever seen, uh, what is it called? Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. And what's that girl's, Nene or what's her oh, name? Oh, yeah, Nene. That guy gives her the ring and he says something like, this is to show my appreciation for you. Da, 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 da. And she says, uh, well, whatever that means. That's what I when it said Hufflepuff, <laughs> I said, well, whatever that means. <laughs> You should be super proud about being a Hufflepuff. Originally, you got Gryffindor, and I was like, there's no way you're a Gryffindor. Okay. Yeah, I knew it wasn't that one the first time I took it, but I was like, whatever. So, anyway, there's that. Um, <laughs> I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky, um, which is the bluegrass capital of the world, apparently. Um, it's official now because our water tower now says it, so, you know, it's it's for real. Stamped. <laughs> We were the barbecue capital of the world, but I think every there's like ten cities that say that. But yeah, I think. So. Anywho, um, uh, we lived here. We lived in Owensboro, uh, like from the time I was born until I was like five or six, and then we moved to Eastern Kentucky to a place called Somerset. And the two places are two completely different worlds: uh, Eastern Kentucky and Western Kentucky. Um, we were in kind of like not even the foothills, but we. <laughs> Somerset is very, like, stereotypical Kentucky. Um, my mom worked in, like, healthcare facilities, and, like, she had to tell moms not to give their babies Mountain Dew in that kind of oh, situation. God. Yes. So, very different worlds, but I loved it there, and I did cheerleading when I was little. We were the Mustangs, and we, every, <laughs> I started, like, getting the accent, accent of them, 
So, like, they wouldn't say blue and white. It was belly and white, fat, fat, fat. <laughs> Let's only talk. That's crazy. Anyway, you already have a wildly southern accent. And if you were to have dared ever said below, I would have been like, Are you okay? (laughs) Below, like Jungle Book. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I growing up, I was a tomboy for the most part, but I did stuff like cheer and uh, I hated playing with dolls, honestly. I like doing their hair, but I hated playing with dolls because it's like acting and I hate acting. Blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's an exercise. Um, <laughs> where was I at? Oh, okay. So it's two, two completely different worlds, but in Kentucky. Um, we ended up moving back to Owensboro when I was around 10 years old. And I've lived in two states compared to Liz, who's lived in, I don't even know. Okay. Um, I've lived in Kentucky and Tennessee. I lived in Nashville during college, which Nashville is about 45 minutes from the border of Kentucky. So I've stayed close to home my whole life, pretty much. And I love that because in college, if I had a weekend where I didn't have to work or something, which when I started the Opry, that was very rare. Um, But when I did have a weekend off, I would drive to Owensboro, which is like less than two hours away. And I love that my two favorite places in the world are that close to each other. I'm really close with my parents. My dad is a HVAC tech and my mom is a registered nurse slash MDS coordinator. Well, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know what she does. Um, Chandler Bing. Chandler Bong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like Chandler Bing. She'll tell me over and over what she does. I really don't know. Basically, she goes into nurse homes, I think, and she makes sure that they're recording stuff correctly so that they'll get moolah from the state um and then i'm the middle sibling so my other my older brother josh is a musician and i'm gonna give him a little shout here you can find his music on spotify apple all the different distributors it's josh merritt and then my sister is the actress in the family she works in the theater industry don't ask me what she does i don't know either but she works in the theater industry (laughs) that's all i know (laughs) Um, my dad's family is huge. He is a part of 14 siblings and I have over 60 first cousins on that side and we're all musical for the most part. Um, my mom is part of six and that part of the family is into playing cards and racing, um, like stock cars and stuff. My granddaddy built stock cars and they would race out at, there's two racetracks here in Owensboro. There's KMS, Kentucky Motor Speedway and Windy Hollow Speedway. Um, my granddaddy Ward was a coal miner and my grandpa Merritt worked in a distillery his whole life. So we're about as Kentucky as it gets. I love that. Um, (laughs) growing up, we spent a lot of time in Nashville and at the Grand Ole Opry and then we'd go down to Broadway. My dad is a songwriter and musician, so we would go down there and he would play his fiddle in the bars and I just remember sitting out on the sidewalk with my mom while we waited for him. And I was just thinking of how much I wanted to move there when I was older. And um, in high school, I knew that I wanted to be a singer, but I really didn't give two hoots about college. And I did have plans to go here and there and to do this and that, but there was nothing that really stuck with me. I was just kind of going through the motions. I did hear about Belmont, but... I honestly thought I was, like, kind of too stupid for it. Like, I thought it was, like, Harvard or something. Like, you had to... I did! I hate I that. I was too dumb for it. 
Um, so I didn't even try. I was, I was, I've grown a lot. I used to be just so, I don't know. I didn't even try for it. I was just like, well, that's out of my league, I guess. And so after much deliberation and listening to a lot of people's uh, opinions, I decided to go be a dermatologist. Now, I thought I was too stupid to get into Belmont. <laughs> But I decided to go major in biology. When I took no biology, like, I took the the main, like, your basic biology class in high school. All my other classes were choir, chamber choir, show choir, theater. I did an internship at a radio station. I did dance class. I was in the art wing, like, all the time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so being a dermatologist was kind of random. But anywho, I went to school for that, and I hated every minute of it, and I dropped out two months in. That was one of the hardest calls I had to make to my parents, (laughs) was telling them that I was dropping out of college. Hot darn. So, um, I went on, and I worked at Kmart. I took a lot of more hours on it, though, Kmart, and I loved it. Me and my friend would work... um, we would work there all day, and then we'd get off, and we'd go eat, and then we'd stay out all night, and then we'd get up again, and then we'd work. And that was our life for a long time. And then I decided I wanted to go back to college because I didn't want to be stuck at Kmart. And I ended up picking a random major and actually doing pretty well at it. And I found that I could do college, and I could, you know, I wasn't as dumb as I thought I was. I could handle it. So I decided that I was going to try for Belmont. And so I was like studying the SAT book. I was taking uh, music theory classes and I ended up getting into Belmont, but I didn't get into the school of music program, but I decided to go on and do the entertainment industry studies program. And then I ended up um, doing a minor in music business. So reminds me of Elle Woods. I just envision like a <laughs> legally blonde montage of you taking all these classes and selling them and kicking ass, you know? <laughs> I did like, so entertainment industry is a lot of business classes, law, copyright. Duh, duh, duh. It's a lot of that. It's not just like fun stuff. Um, it doesn't oh, sound epi- fun. E- <laughs> economics, marketing. Ugh. Yeah, no, no, um, but. Fun. Into who? Um, my first year in Nashville, I released my first album, and it is called It Ain't Easy. I had to think a minute what it was called. <laughs> and then um, when I fast forward, I move back to Owensboro, and I release my second album called Like the Wind. Yeah. But anywho, um, before all that happened, a month after graduating in 2017, I graduated December 2017. In January of 2018, I started experiencing weird problems with my body. I was constantly tired. And I'm not talking to like a yawn here and there. Like it took everything for me to get out of bed. And I was always like an early bird and hated laying around and just kind of lounging. I just didn't feel right. And I hurt all over. And paired with my financial issues and not being able to afford Nashville anymore, I decided to move home. And so I was living with my parents and they were starting to notice that there was something really wrong with me because they knew I wasn't the kind of person to sleep in all day. And my attitude had really changed. Um, And they had to lift me out of bed at one point and help me walk. And so it started the journey to try to figure out what was wrong with me. 
So I went to my family doctor. This was in April. And she said I had carpal tunnel from playing guitar and that I was stressed. So this lady thought I had carpal tunnel in my whole body, apparently. Um, Because, you know, a woman can't have health issues. She's got to be stressed or she's got to (laughs) be freaking Mm -hmm. delusional. Preach it. Um, So... Um, I had pain throughout my body, but, you know, me strumming a guitar had just worn me plum out. (laughs) Anyway, she decided to test me for rheumatoid arthritis and Lyme disease. Those two tests came back negative. And so, long story short, it was a long road, and it was almost a year-long road, of several tests and going to several different doctors, medical bills piling up, and it ended up being that I was referred to a rheumatologist who ran an RA test. And you guessed it, I was diagnosed with the first thing I was tested for months ago, which was rheumatoid arthritis. So it turns out my family doctor uh, was using an outdated test and it gave false results. Oh, that's why it came back negative? I didn't know that part. Yes. Because I remember all this happening. Yes. So they... um, Apparently, like, if you're not, like, a rheumatologist, most of them use outdated tests, which makes no freaking sense to me. But, yeah. That's the tea. Yeah. (laughs) I found out when I was on vacation. Um, I was in Gulf Shores, Alabama. (laughs) But uh, the disease majorly disformed different parts of my body, especially my feet and my ankles. And I've gone through three surgeries on my feet. I've had four total, but in the last three years, I've had three foot surgeries. And reconstruction of my ankle. Um, I've faced malnutrition. I've faced orthorexia, which is, it's not anorexic. It's orthorexic where you're actually scared of food. Um, And I got down, like, I was really, 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 really skinny. Because I was scared of food. Uh, Scared of how it would make my body feel. Da-da-da. So, um, I like to think that I'm an advocate for not only anyone with RA, but any chronic illness. This disease has uprooted my life, and it's changed every plan I have for myself. And I've done a lot of soul searching, and I've felt alone since this chapter of my life began. But I want anybody to know that if you need a shoulder to cry on, you can come to me, because I completely understand. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, um, as far as the music industry goes, I have, exper- I have experience in the following. I've worked in talent booking, social media management, PR, concert management, tourism, and hospitality. Um, I hated leaving Nashville, but I loved coming home to Owensboro. Uh, the greatest part was being able to see my niece journey grow up and not be miles away. She is like my everything, my little journey journeys. Um, <laughs> she shares a birthday with Liz. Yeah. And so that's the greatest day. <laughs> um, I found a great career in banking and it is so much like music publishing which is really weird you have to be very organized and it's a lot of like metadata and all that kind of stuff so Hmm. I may not be working in the industry that I went to school for but it's similar to what I was wanting to do in the industry um I spend a lot of time playing with makeup reading writing listening to music listening to podcasts crafting and I have a cat named Dolly Anna Latrice Merritt (laughs) (laughs) And I have a dog named (laughs) 
and I have a dog named Minnie Pearl Merritt. And when my dad had to go pick up, <laughs> my dad's not a pet person. He was a farm boy. Like they pets, it wasn't a. It was like their their farm animals. So when it, they like put Merritt on Dolly's uh, like cat carrier thing at the vet, he ripped it off. He said, "That cat ain't gonna have my last name." <laughs> it's like, thank God. anyway those two are my world and yeah that's me I don't know much else to say oh I'm I'm not married or anything I'm constantly going on (laughs) dates (laughs) they don't go so great um this can be your platform. You this can be your platform, Whitney. Who knows? There's a, probably a knight in shiny <laughs> armor out there just listening to you, waiting for you to say. Maybe. No, I've met some good people, but it's just I don't know. Not I good know. enough. Where I don't know where life's gonna take me, you know? Yeah. But I'm enjoying it. I'm, I am starting to love being by myself and just like enjoying that part of life. I can do what the heck I want whenever I want. And that's pretty cool. So I'm trying to enjoy that right now. I love that. Anywho, we've got some questions for each other. Yeah. That we're going to ask. So what did you fear most growing up? I always had this fear of losing someone I loved and not in the way of like them dying, but losing them to the point where like, their mind changed Mm. and they didn't know who I was. I don't know. I just remember having that fear when I was younger. Wow. Yeah. Like maybe from drugs or like mental illness. I don't know. Hmm. I just thought that always scared me that that was going to happen to somebody. That would be scary. It has, but no, none of my parents or none of my family. So. Dang. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say my biggest fear growing up was disappointing my parents And I also had and still have a huge fear of sleeping over at people's houses. Ooh. Okay, so I want to know more about this because I know this about you, but I don't know, you know. Why? Well, yeah. Really, it goes back to, man, what grade was I in? Probably like third or fourth grade. Anyway, I spent the night at my friend Haley's house, which by the way, on base, we lived in townhouses. So she and I quite literally shared a wall. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I was far from home. I was practically on the other side, actually literally on the other side, (laughs) but I just had a nightmare. And when I woke up, it was just not the comfort of my own home. So what I did was I snuck out of their house And I went next door, and because my parents locked the door, I couldn't get in. I had no way Mm. of getting in. And so I'm, like, banging and screaming, and that was so traumatic to me as a kid being locked out of your own house that I have never liked sleepovers. I have a huge control issue. Um, So, yeah, that's really where it stems from. Gotcha. I mean, that would traumatized me too I just yeah never knew. it was pretty bad <laughs> I think about it quite often <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh my gosh okay my question is what is the biggest ick you have gotten either hanging out with a guy going on a date with a guy or just just what's a big ick you've gotten from a guy man <laughs> so <clears throat> I had a huge crush on this guy named Joel Adams 
And my mom's going to listen to this and be like, you shouldn't be saying people's last names. But he'll never, re- <laughs> he'll never listen to this ever. Anyway. Um, and we went on a date. And, guys, I was, like, so in love with this guy, as much as you can be in love with somebody in high school, right? And he was just the epitome of what I wanted in a boyfriend for whatever stupid reason. I look back now and I'm like, ugh. But we went on a date. He didn't even let me choose the movie. He chose Beowulf. Ew. So the whole time, it was just like a bro hangout. And it's not at all what I liked. (laughs) And I had no say in it or anything. It was just like... I thought of it as a date. He thought of it as just hanging out with a friend, and I did not know that at the time. So just being treated like Mm. a bro, you know? Yeah. It's like, I got enough friends. That's not why I'm here. Yeah. What about you? What's your (laughs) biggest ick? So mine's kind of stupid, but I was on a date with this guy, and we were talking about, like, you know, the usual questions. (laughs) So we were talking about a favorite artist, and I was like, you know, I love Miranda Lambert, Loretta Lynn, da da da. You know, it kind of adds up with me. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I love Akon. Oh. And I literally was like, <laughs> What year is this? Oh, what? <laughs> like, I, I think everybody on planet Earth likes an Akon song, like here and there, but like, I've never met a de- dedicated fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, Something's wrong here. That is so funny. It just just gave me the ick. That's funny. I love that that's what gave you the ick, but it's completely understandable. That's too funny. This Um, is why I'm single. (laughs) Everything gives you the ick. Um, Have you ever given up on a dream? And if so, what was it? Um... (laughs) I have always wanted to be a cheerleader. I was a che- I like I cheered when I was little, but I like tried out in middle school, didn't make it. I tried out. So our middle school was only two years because we had like we had five six center and then we had the middle school which was seven eight. So I tried out both years seven and eight and I didn't make it. I didn't even try in high school, but I grew up. I got cheerleader magazines, cheerleader like dance tracks to like practice with. I watched, I so bad wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. I watched the show religiously. I love and, that And, yeah, I just, it's not going to happen for me. Um, so, yeah, I gave up on the cheerleading dream. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I literally never knew that about you. We didn't touch on yeah. this during our first go around. <laughs> that is too funny. Um, the dream that I gave up is probably stage managing for Cirque du Soleil. I applied um, every six months for four years. and oh God, But I don't I know, know French, that. which is funny because my dad does know French. Yeah, I my know da- a little bit. My dad has spoke at a beekeeping convention in France, okay? Oh and I don't gosh. know French. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I gave up on that. It's super hard. Plus, I had a makeup teacher at MTSU and Beverly mm-hmm. and she told me she actually did work with Cirque for a little bit and you basically sign your life away for seven years like they own you for seven oh years gosh. pretty much so it's like if you didn't have a family or you like I don't know like I think my life just looks too different but like if Jeff got a job in Vegas then I would absolutely do it you know yeah but Billy would oh have gosh. to be a little older 
So speaking of French, I just have to mention this. I always tell my family I can speak French. I did take French like all throughout high school. <laughs> but so Helen's boyfriend is British. His dad dates or is married to a lady who is a French teacher. And so they were talking about how I always say I can, I can speak French when all I can say is, est-ce que je parle français? That's all I can say. All I can remember is that. And it well, means, can you speak French? Okay. We. Yeah. So we hamburger. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Is that hamburger? <laughs> yeah. Un hamburger. Un hot dog. <laughs> un steak frit. I don't know. My dad should take you to France. I know. Um, but yeah, that, that just reminded me of that. But that would be so cool. I could see you. Y'all should move to Vegas. Oh, I want to. I absolutely would. Hey, baby, let's would. go to Vegas. Like, that's the furthest away I would move again. I really like being near my parents, even though I live nine mm-hmm. and a half hours away. But uh, then they get to see Billy more. But, um, yeah, if Jeff got a job in Vegas, we would move immediately because we both love Vegas. Yeah, like, I'm already sad you live so far away, but, like, I'm such a supportive friend that I'm like, go to Vegas because that would be cool. <laughs> Get out of here. I miss you like crazy, but, you know, I can Yeah, but are you play. kidding me? I'd be like, come to Vegas, and you'd be yeah. like, okay, please beg me. I've never, I've never been to Vegas. Oh, it's too flipping cool. I love Vegas. Okay, what is a goal you have for 2023? Mm. This one was kind of hard, because I'm like, I don't know, I'm kind of doing everything, but I feel like people are going to come for me right when I say this, but I don't drink water. <laughs> Like, <laughs> ever. I drink water mm. maybe mm, once a week, maybe once every week and a half. I okay. know that's really, <laughs> I know that's really <laughs> I need to work on that. <laughs> so that's a goal. Um, also, I had, like, huge knee problems for a very long time. My knees just kind of dislocated whenever they wanted to. So both of them are fixed now. Yay me. But there's a lot of mental um, trauma, for the lack of a better word, that I couldn't, I used to could not work out. It would hurt or I would dislocate my knee. So there's a fear there, right? Mm -hmm. And I've also allowed that fear to become a crutch and an excuse as to why I don't take better care of my body. So I need to work on that. And it's not just one of those normal, you know, New Year's resolution things where you work on your body for, you know, six weeks and you're like, dope. And then you fall off the train. I actually really want to just work on myself more. Not a loss, like a losing weight goal, nothing like that. I just want to like feel better, you know? What about you? I really want to write and possibly record a pop slash rock album. Yeah. That would be very Um, fun. Very Allie and AJ-esque. Not, I'm just trying to use them as an example of like, they're rock, but they're also pop. Yes. You know, they're kind of of like just a mixture of stuff. I'm forever a country girl, you know, but... I want to expand my horizons. You yeah, know? I love and that. I love listening, and I think I can do it. So I'm going to try to challenge myself. And if I if I don't record this year or this next coming year, I definitely just want to write and then be able to record the next year because it takes a lot of money to do it and all of that. But yeah, that's a goal. 
and time. But I like this. I liked the song you wrote when you were here. So I hope to hear that on an album. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that song. I liked it. Totally. Thanks. What was your most embarrassing moment? So uh, when I was telling my story, there was parts that I, I left out. So I had moved home from, to Kentucky, and then I eventually got a job at Smile Direct Club. It freaking sucked. So then I worked at the Grand Ole Opry in Chick-fil-A so I could afford to live there. And I was working Chick-fil-A and I, you know, at this time I didn't even, well, did I? Let me think. Yeah, I did know I had room. I knew I had rheumatoid at this point. So I was lifting up this big jar of lemonade to put into the like the lemonade dispenser. Mm -hmm. And I had to lift it over my head. Okay. Mm -hmm. My arms went out. And the whole thing of lemonade poured all, like, fell on top of me, poured down on me. And, like, there was a whole lobby of Chick-fil-A, like, um, customers. It was so embarrassing. And I started crying. I wasn't crying because I'm, like, well, of course, I was embarrassed. But, like, I was crying because it was, like, the beginning of my disease. Yeah. And I didn't know how to handle that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, my body just, like. I couldn't lift up a something, and it just went out. And so it was, it was sound, kind of embarrassing. And then I was embarrassed because I was crying in the back. It's <laughs> like, oh, mm. God. And I'm the kind of person I felt bad because I was like, I wasted all these lemons. <laughs> but <laughs> when life gives you lemons, waste them. <laughs> Dude, I, I definitely that. cried over spilt lemonade. <laughs> I hate that for you. Um, it, it really is the worst feeling when, you're, when you feel like your body has betrayed you. Yes. You know, of course you know, but yeah, that, that <laughs> sucks, dude. You've, you have never told me that story. Dang. I like forgot about it, but it, yeah, it was My awful. story, my most embarrassing story is so dumb. No. <laughs> compared to that. But <laughs> I was absolutely in love with this boy named Brian Holt. He was the, he was the first love of my life. <laughs> and... <laughs> we were in line. This was freshman year. We were in line waiting for the bell to ring. Remember those days? <laughs> and he unzipped the, and this was like the second day of school, y'all, and I thought he was like the cutest. Anyway, he unzips the front like small pocket of my backpack, and he pulls out a pad and waves it around. He goes, what's this? And oh I God. was mortified. Because as a freshman in high school, like your period is the most embarrassing thing ever you know no one was talking about it. so gross mm-hmm. and so yeah he I still give him heck for that because 18 years later we still talk That's and we're still friends <laughs> and uh I love to remind him of that every chance I get mm-hmm. and um he was like I genuinely did not know because he doesn't have <laughs> sisters or anything I don't think <laughs> so it's like Okay, well, oh my gosh. I'll never forget you. <laughs> so what is your least favorite chore? Oh, my God, vacuuming. Hands down. Don't even have to think about it. Jeff loves oh. vacuuming, so bada bing, bada <laughs> boom. I hate it. Mine is, let me think. Mine is folding laundry just because I worked in retail for so long that I absolutely hate it. Like, if I didn't have to fold a shirt another time in my life, I'd be perfectly fine. Yeah, true, fair. I'm good at folding, though. I am, too. I'm good at it. I just don't like doing it. I really want to know how many t-shirts I've I've folded in my life. I want to know how many t-shirts we folded in the Opry shop alone. 
Right. Between Kmart and that. Did I work? Oh, I worked at Victoria's Secret. Did you? Because I applied to go there and they looked me up and down and I didn't get the job. What? Yeah. Well, it was awful, so I wouldn't be too sad about it. Yeah. It was horrid. We had to stay. I worked at the one in the Opry Mills. That's the one I applied for. No, Mom. not Opry Mills. No, no, no. The, I, were, I did it at, when I went to MTSU, so Murfreesboro. Mm. Oh, God, yeah, Opry Mills. Yeah, and there would be, uh, so like they would have conventions at the Opry Hotel, Gaylord Opryland, and it would be like hunters' conventions, and so <laughs> all the guys would yeah. go to the hunting convention, and their wives would come to Victoria Freaking Secret. And just, it was like they were, like, throwing undies around. Panties, panties, panties. And we we would have to stay until every single one of them were folded. Oh, that's the worst. And I would have 8 a.m. classes the next morning. Dude, I, okay, this is a side note. I know exactly those conventions you're talking about. Like, it was, like, the, (laughs) the, um, the game, uh, as in, like, hunting conventions Mm -hmm. and stuff like that because before your shift as an Aubrey ambassador you would have to pass out flyers at the Grand Ole Opryland Hotel and um Gaylord Opryland excuse me and so one day I got listen I never passed those out I (laughs) threw I literally walked in the building threw them away and just walked around grabbed some coffee did some things I never did it because I I did it for at least a full month and no one wants to talk to you. They act like you have a disease. Okay. (laughs) And like, you're going to sell them something or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. honey, I know that your room is like 700 a night. So you don't want to talk to somebody who's selling something, but I'm not selling anything. Okay. I'm wearing an (laughs) Olive Garden napkin t-shirt. It's awful. (laughs) Just talk to me. So anyway, I, I gave Just up on that. Just put me out dream. of my misery. Yeah. So anyway, I snuck into one of those conventions. It was the turkey hunting convention. And it was fun. All those men loved me because I'm in my rhinestone huh. cowboy boots and everything. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey. They're like, do you want to try this turkey call? And I was like, hell yeah. And I blew into it. And it was fun. <laughs> I had a great time. Those were the days. Tell me why I bought a a turkey call in Walmart. When I was trying to find me a country boy, and so <laughs> that's how you we do go, it. Um, we'd go to Walmart. Yeah, me and my friend would go to Walmart and hang out in the hunting section. And I've heard it. I bought a turkey. You heard call it here first. And I kept it in my purse. You heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> you can get a human mate by using a turkey mating call. There you go. That's the Kentucky way. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm I'm dumb. Anywho. Was that your question or mine? I don't remember. It was a chore question. It was was mine. Um, How would you describe your childhood home? Ooh. So, it was my favorite house ever. The song, um, The House That Built Me by Miranda Lambert. Anytime I hear that song, I think of this house. It was in Somerset, Kentucky. And it was like a two-level, like from the front, you only saw like the top level. But in the back, it was it was like two levels. And we had this big patio, and it was on a hill. And then it went down the hill, and there was a little bridge with like a creek in the back. We had a big backyard um, and a swing by the little creek. It was nice. It was a nice childhood home. And I just, 
I loved it. It was the biggest house we've lived in. Hmm. But yeah. Um, nice. I had about nine childhood homes. <laughs> so what I will say is that <laughs> the way I would describe all of my homes were warm, safe, and inviting. And I got to give it up to my mom Aww. because no matter where we moved, she would have that house unpacked and decorated in like a week or two. Legit. She busted booty to make every home feel like home for us kids. And I'm, I appreciate that more than she'll ever know. And I do the same. Every time I move, my whole house is unpacked and decorated in a week, okay? People can testify to that. And it makes all the difference. It really does. So good on you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Y'all inspire me because I am not that energy, but it is inspirational. Um, What is your current food or drink or both hyperfixation? Well... I got to say, I really am a creature of habit. I really stick to my favorite things. But moving down to Florida has opened up my world to a Cuban sandwich. Mm, That sounds good. It is delicious, dude. I Mm -hmm. love a good Cuban. Um, I also love Sweet Lauren's cookies. I discovered those within the last like six months, and I'm obsessed. They're gluten-free listen I'm not one for like the plant-based and gluten-free and all that stuff right (laughs) I want my fat but those are delish and that's like one of the very few items that Whitney and I can share (laughs) (laughs) they're so good oh so good um mine of course I'm obsessed with the berry papalani's (gasps) <gasps> God, I need to get over it, but they're so good. And then um, I'm really into Arby's right now. Ooh, I love now, I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned earlier I had orthorexia for a minute, maybe like two years, where I literally did not eat anything but sweet potatoes and salmon. And I did not stray away from any of my rules. I didn't drink. I didn't do dairy. I didn't do coffee. I didn't do rice. Any kind of grain. Like I was so strict. And then now I'm like trying to. Or what? Like the past year or two, I've like been implementing implementing more stuff. And I'm just gone full on to. I love Arby's. <laughs> and <laughs> you live your life, girl. I love um, McDonald's. Triple cheeseburger, no bun, fries, and honey mustard. Oh, my God. I didn't even know McDonald's had honey mustard. (gasps) What? You have to go get McDonald's right now. (laughs) All right, bye. (laughs) Their honey mustard. I could literally make a list of ranking honey mustards. Go. Top five. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Charlie's. (laughs) Um, McDonald's. And then there is uh, Sweet Baby Ray's. I'm going to put Chick-fil-A's at the end because theirs is like a, I don't know. I don't like Chick-fil-A's honey mustard. I love Chick-fil-A's honey mustard. Oh, it's like a jelly. It's weird to me. It's delicious. (laughs) Every time you say jelly, I think of Gloria. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's my ranking of honey mustards. All right, that was I four. Think of anymore. I don't know. I couldn't think of anymore. 
as far as my food hyperfixation, and, and I'm really into trying to find the best cheese dip and fries. <laughs> I've gone from like, I'm trying to explain, like people really, I need you to understand, and Liz knows, I did not eat anything like bad for me, and now I'm just like living my best life. Yeah, dude, no. It's so You good. have pictures to prove it. You got really small. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, that, that's that's it. Oh, I was going to say, I'm trying to find the best cheese and fries. So there's a place in town called Ritzy's. I don't know if they're everywhere, but I think it's just like a maybe the part of Kentucky I'm from. GD Ritzy's, so good. Their cheese fries are pretty good. Yeah, I've never mm-hmm. heard of Ritzy's. Um, have you ever had Taco Bell nacho fries with cheese? I have. I love their che- And I was thinking about this the other day. I got So their cheese dip is the best. I'm not a big fan of those fries, but I was thinking, what if I went to Taco Bell and got the cheese, and then <laughs> I went to McDonald's and got fries? Listen, there's zero shame because sometimes I do that kind of stuff. <laughs> Have a little charcuterie board. That's right. Charcut. <laughs> uh, what are your three favorite movies? Oh, gosh. So, Coal Miner's Daughter, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know. Y'all are bored of me Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I can't lie. That's one of my favorites. Um, Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one would either be Dumb and Dumber or Oh, Brother, Where Out Thou? Ooh, both great. Both love are fantastic. You know who mm-hmm. loves Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Randy. Oh, really? Yes. It's oh, my gosh. He movie. loves that movie. Um, I love, 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 love fried green tomatoes. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. I am just like Bette Midler in that movie. Not Bette Midler. I'm sorry. Kathy Bates in that movie where she always has a snack. That's me. <laughs> I, I shoot you not. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to cuss. Oh. Uh, that was my mom's oh. one. Um, Critique. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm pro- I probably cussed more than you have. Actually, no. I said ass. Oh. Um, oh, which is not really cuss, but yeah, she's going to be like, you said it twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> love fried green tomatoes. Love it, love it, love it. I also love the bee charmer scene because my dad is a freaking bee charmer, y'all. He doesn't even really wear a suit anymore. He's wild. Okay. Wild. There's no way. Um, I absolutely adore the movie The Holiday. (gasps) I can watch that movie anytime, anywhere, any time of the year. It really helped me get over a breakup. Like, you know, the breakup. Have you ever been through the breakup that if you survive it, you can survive anything? Yeah, it was that one. Um, And... At the risk of sounding super cliche because of everyone that knows me, it's kind of like my cool miner's daughter. The original Hocus Pocus. Not this new one. The original. As much of a Harry Potter fan as I am, those would be my top three, I think. That is so hard. I've Literally, you talking, I've thought of three other movies I I love. I I love movies. I love them. Legally Blonde. Oh, such a classic. Miss Congeniality. So good. Something Borrowed. Steel Magnolias. Oh, Steel Magnolias. That's another good one. Golly, so many good ones. Um, let's see here. 
Who would you say is your style icon? Or if you can't do that, can you describe your style? Okay, so I was talking to my friend Martin about this because he has impeccable style. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was like, I have a style in my head of what I enjoy, what I love, what I would love to wear. It's very much like um, Stevie Nicks in the coven. Okay, very like chill, boho goth. Okay, I feel like would be what I could do with with some rhinestones here and there. But... Who I'm about to say really is none of that. But Casey Musgraves, Carrie Bradshaw, although some of the stuff they put her in, I'm like, why? But Carrie Bradshaw. And people may laugh at this one, but Drew Barrymore. I love Drew Barrymore. She's one of my favorite celebrities ever, Mm -hmm. like literally top three. And she has her own style, which is very comfy. But chic, her. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you? Style oh is your gosh. thing. I don't. Do you think? Yeah, because um, you love makeup and all the things. I do love. I I have to have my eyeliner on fleek and lashes. But um, hmm, style icon. I love. I've always said Blanche Devereaux off of the Golden Girls. Love that. <laughs> She was like over the top and like just kind of flashy. I have always said that my style is I love tacky stuff. Now that may sound like a negative, but I love like kind of boisterous stuff, like Mm -hmm. blingy, fringe. Um, I don't know. I feel like Dolly Parton-esque. Yeah. But a little bit of a Western... I don't know. I can't explain it. Well, you're very like rhinestone disco cowgirl. Yes. I love all that. The bigger the hair, the closer to Jesus. I love some big hair. Mm -hmm. But when I'm just being like, just lounge around the house, I love just like a t-shirt and some shorts and slippers. Mm -hmm. But I love in that same, I love having my hair and makeup done. I don't feel like myself if it's not done. Yeah. I, you know me, I like never wear makeup, but when I do, I feel very pretty, but when I don't, I don't even think about it, Hmm. if that makes sense. I just recently got into the slipper game. I am quite enjoying it. Changes life. It really does, actually. A good slip. So, we, um, (laughs) if you uh, are on our Instagram, you've seen our gift guide. And Liz like sent me like the draft of the of the first one, and I loved it. But I was like, listen, every Christmas I ask for freaking slippers, or like I get slippers. My my family knows at this point, so we got slippers on there now. Yes, I love them. They're so cute. Okay, I have two more. If you could choose a, a superpower, what mm-hmm. superpower would you choose to have? Oh my gosh. Uh, seeing into the future, but then I think of that's a raven and how she would try to change it and they would make things hor- more horrible than she was thinking it was going to be. Yeah, um, butterfly effect. Yeah. And I wish I could fly. That'd be freaking awesome. I think flying would be cool. Mine is being either invisible, having the ability to be invisible, because you know me. You know I love hearing the tea. You know I love hearing <laughs> everything. And if I could creep around... Nice. 
That'd be dope. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I would love to have the ability to talk to animals. <gasps> oh, my God. If I could talk to Minnie Pearl and Daliana Latrice. Mm-hmm. Ah! That'd be sick. I would love that. I just want to know what they think sometimes. Name all of the jobs you've had. The places oh. you've worked. Oh, my God. Okay. I was an usher and then worked concessions at a Regal Cinemas when I was 16. Then I was a barista at Starbucks. Then when I went off to college, I worked at my family's drive-in movie theater. Then I worked at Ross Dress for Less. Oh my God. It was awful. (laughs) I didn't know you worked there. Yes, bro. It was awful. (laughs) Um, then I worked at Fleet Street Pub. I mm-hmm. worked at TPAC, Tennessee Performing Arts Center. Um, at the same time, I also was the residential stage manager for Chaffin's Barn. I worked at Nashville Repertory Theater uh, as their assistant stage management intern. Um, then I moved to Los Angeles. And I was the manager of a restaurant called Kitchen 24, which is a 24-hour restaurant, seven days a week, right off of Hollywood Boulevard. It was a shit show. So many stories about that place. I was the ripe, ripe age of 22 or 23. I had grown men throw me down. I had to call the cops every night. We had a Bloods and Crips turf war. I saw someone getting shot, and I had to stay nine hours past my shift to fill out a police witness report. Um, mm-hmm. Dude, it, the wildest stuff, truly. Then when I came wow. back, I was the assistant. Well, I was the A2 for Jeff. I was the audio assistant. Um, that's right before we started dating. Then I worked at the Grand Ole Opry. Then I got my real job, my big girl job at TPAC. And then I worked at Target during COVID because TPAC let 42% of their company go, and I'll be bitter about it forever. Um, Mm -hmm. And then now I'm in Florida, and I work for Tastify, and I work at the Strauss Performing Arts Center. Lots of jobs. Wow. My first job was at my Aunt Cecilia's Pizza Place called Cecilia's Pizza. I worked there, and then I got a job at Kmart. And there was times when I worked at Kmart and Cecilia's at the same time because they had another location in the mall that I worked at. (laughs) Um, And I worked at Kmart until it was like a year before it closed, and it was like my second to last year of college when I'd come home for the summer, I would work at Kmart. Um, and then in Nashville, I worked at Victoria's Secret and then I had like internships. So I worked for like a publishing music publishing company. Um, and then I did the Grand Ole Opry. I did Smile Direct Club. I worked for Grits, which is a, a bus company in Owensboro that hauls around, um, handicapped people. I don't know. Is that the proper term? I think I don't know disabled people, mm-hmm. people who can't drive. Um, at this time is when I moved home because of my rheumatoid arthritis, and I thought I would be work. I was going to be working in the um, phone center, like the the call center for this company. They were like, "No, you're going to train to be on the 
bus and driving the bus. <laughs> so my arthritic body was hauling 300-pound men in their wheelchairs up a ramp to get on a bus. Um, yeah, I don't know how I did it, but I did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Then I worked for, a, I finally got a job at the bank. I left for a year to be an executive assistant. Woo! And then... That was your most fun job, wasn't it? Oh, I loved it. It was great. It was a ball. Um, yes. And then I came back to the bank because I wanted benefits. And I wanted a job that didn't give me hives. How fun. <laughs> I'm still paying for the dermatology bill because I didn't know what was going on with my skin. And it turns out it was just my job giving me stress hives. That's so, so. wild, dude. <laughs> See, I'm married to get benefits. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it is a benefit of being married. <laughs> oh, God. Anyhow. That's a, that was a fun little game. Um, what are your top three biggest pet peeves? I have so many that oh, this question Lord. was so hard for me. Ooh, okay. So we've talked about this before, but... And it depends on how you say it. Some people are saying it because I generally want to know if they're expressing themselves correctly or if you're understanding what they're saying. But some people say it in a demeaning way because they think you're an idiot. And it's like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not a freaking dummy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a dumbass, okay? Um, And it's like, it's when it's like something that's so basic and simple. It's like, yeah, I get it. Um. The job that I, where I got the hives, that happened to me a lot. That's why it's a pet peeve. Mm. Um, a pet peeve of mine is when people leave food. Like, if you're in the grocery store and it's, like, a frozen food or a food that's, like, a meat, they'll leave it on a shelf because they were too lazy to go put it back up. So, now that food has just... Ruined. That cow's just been killed in vain. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, And I... So... Because of my disease, I do think of things. I'm like thinking, well, maybe their body hurt and they couldn't walk. Okay, you're still going to the register. Okay, you can give it to the worker to put up. Okay, I can I can be the devil's advocate, but I'm going to tell you right now. Like, if your body's hurting, you can think of something else. Yeah. Um, let me think. I have so many, but I can't. Here, I'll say mine while you're thinking. Okay. Mine is an awful work ethic. If you are a lazy oh. worker, get out. Okay, as mean as that may sound, but I ain't got time for that. I constantly pick up the ball for other people. All of my friends have good work ethic because I won't waste my time on somebody who doesn't. All right. Um, Being underestimated is a huge pet peeve of mine because I work in a very male predominant industry and not to like get on this female equality pedestal because believe me guys there are scientific differences between what men can do and what women can do in my personal opinion men are just physically stronger okay women are mentally stronger boom <laughs> but there have always been these guys that assume that I can't do something or don't know what they're talking about or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, bro, I can do it. I can run circles around you. So that bothers me. And then people who ghost. I don't understand the world we live in where people ghost other people. 
Maybe they're just wimps, but I welcome confrontation and not even in a mean way, but like, if you don't want to talk to me anymore, if you don't want to be my friend anymore, if you don't want to hang out, blah, 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 don't ghost me. Just tell me, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not that hard. It's not that Sometimes, hard. Sometimes some people will avoid, they will do anything to avoid confrontation. It's just like, this is life. That's, that's to... going too far. You know, it's like, are you dead? Are you okay? Just because mm-hmm. we don't see eye to eye doesn't mean I don't care about you. Yeah, exactly. Now, there are a lot of people um, I don't care about, <laughs> but that's a different topic. Oh, my God. So, I thought of my other pet peeve. Okay. So, I am in doctor's offices a lot, and I'll be in the waiting room um, with people that are way older than me. And I don't know if they just don't own headphones or if they've never heard of them. But um, they will be playing their YouTube, their Facebook videos, whatever the hell. Their ringtone will be ACDC or something. It's on full (laughs) volume. I just can't deal with people being in public places playing their videos at, like, the highest sound they can put it up to. Yeah. It drives me insane. Yeah. And it's, like, more... it's not just once a, once in a while it happens. It's every time I'm in a doctor's office that's going on. They're showing their friend that came with them to the doctor a video, and it's like the whole room can hear it. It it makes me boil. I don't know why. And then also this goes kind of along with it. I don't know if we're like down in Nashville or if where you live, but people walk around like Walmart or Kroger playing their music, their rap music out loud. No. Walking around. I'm like... Not everybody wants to hear you. Do you want to hear my country music out loud? You should. You, you hear should my just turn, music? You should just turn your album on and just walk around. <laughs> I'm like, have you never heard of a, a, a thing called a headphone? Yeah, that's annoying. Ugh. I, I hate when my brother is so bad about this because he can't hear, which I shouldn't be laughing at that, but he works in like the tanks okay when he was deployed Mm -hmm. and stuff so he did lose hearing but when I'm sitting there watching a movie if you don't want to watch it that's fine but don't play your dang videos like you're saying at full volume I'm trying to watch something go in the other room and watch your stupid TikToks okay (laughs) I don't care about hearing them Shelby is the best at it I got to give it to her because half the stuff I watch, she doesn't care to watch, but she's watching her videos. And it's like, I don't even think a mouse could hear what videos she's watching. But that's when we live in harmony, you know? I hate like people scrolling through their TikToks and it's like, you can't, they're not letting you watch it along with them. So all you hear is, random ass noises like just different things i'm like please go in the other like exactly like i said go in the other room or let me see what you're watching because i just hate hearing random sounds yeah i feel like i have issues with being overstimulated and Mm. it all this all boils down to that when i'm in a doctor's office waiting and i'm like hearing 10 different phones and then back in black on full volume no (laughs) that's fine it's gonna be stuck in my head now Let's just pull up the video. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. Okay. What's your next one? That was all I had. Well, uh, do you have any concerts planned for the new year? Oh! <laughs> I skipped one of my... <laughs> I skipped one of my questions, y'all. It's okay. Um, I, I do have another question. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I have Allie and AJ... This will be my third time seeing them. I was supposed to see them a fourth time, but my arthritis got in the way of that one. So me, Liz, and Shelby go see Allie and AJ like every year. And this yeah. one's going to be at the Ryman. I'm right? so excited. Yes, I am so excited about it. We have seen them in like every cool venue in Nashville. We saw them at Marathon yeah. Music Works. Mercury, right? Yeah. Was the mm-hmm. first time. The one you couldn't go to was at Cannery Ballroom. That's the night mm-hmm. that I jammed my finger where the it was so hot in there. The guys up front uh, were like throwing water bottles and I was like, whoa! And I reached up to get what jammed my finger. Oh, ow. <laughs> like really bad. And then mm-hmm. now at the Ryman, it's going to be dope. Anytime they're in Nashville, we see them. So, yeah. So that, yeah, that. And then in July, I have two concerts. So I have Taylor Swift. Yes, Oof. I got tickets. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, have, no a no have a blast. Have a blast. Have a blast. Okay, I've never seen Taylor Swift, and I'm finally getting to see her for her Eras tour. And I'm like, ah. And then um, I'm not a per- okay. I'm going to see Pink. Oh, and that's so yeah. cool. My mom is a huge Pink fan. She's always wanted to see her. So me and my sister bought her tickets for her birthday. So we're taking her to see Pink. Now, I'm not big on Pink's, like, I don't know much of her music nowadays, but Misunderstood, I think that was the album, when I was little that had, like, Family Portrait and um, Get the Party Started or whatever. She had, like, a lot of her hits on that album. Um, I'm excited for those songs. Yeah, I think Pink is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to see Pink. Um, I'm sure the Eras Tour is going to be amazing. Knowing Taylor Swift, how much work she puts in her stuff, even though I'm not a fan, I think you're going to have a blast. The theatrics of it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, obviously, I'm seeing Allie and AJ with you guys. And then I want to go to Blink-182 so bad. That is Ooh. prime Liz Fletcher. Okay, I flippin' love Blink-182. But prices are egregious. Mm. And I just, I don't know if I can allow myself to buy a ticket based off principle alone. I don't think people should be charging what they charge for their fans to come see them. That's a hill that I will die on. Yeah. I worked in, like, ticketing and stuff, and it's really down to the promoter and things. Well, they but, can take um, a hike. They can. <laughs> and the platforms, they get their cut. It's just like a bunch of people want a piece of the pie. And so then they, because of that, they make the... I know, but it's like high, 476 but. bucks a ticket. I'm like, are y'all okay? They're like, not. hot damn. But the problem is people buy the tickets. Yeah. So the, it, yeah, if nothing's if ever going to be gonna fixed. Ticket, yeah, yeah. They're... They're still getting their money, so they don't care about me and my needs and my and my cares. <laughs> Goodness, but Mm-mm-mm. those were good questions. I love getting to know you. I know. Getting to know you. Getting to. 
That's from the king and I. I thought of another question. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Can I ask it? Yeah. Okay. So at one point in my life, I wanted to be a Broadway actress. It was like maybe two years of my life. Two whole years. I can't. Yeah, I can't <laughs> act. So it, it ended very. That should have been the dream. I let fall. Let die. Um, <laughs> so what is your favorite Broadway musical? Oh, girl. That's so funny you asked that because we were just talking about that a couple of days ago. I really enjoy Promises, Promises, actually, but I really love Wicked. Like, love <sighs> that show, okay? My Me mom too. and I go see it every time we can. I enjoyed Hamilton, but Wicked takes the cake for me, for sure, I think. I also love Chicago. Oh, oh, I love Cabaret. That is a show that... Everyone should see. I also love Spelling Bee. Okay, I'll stop. Helen played in Spelling Bee. Oh, my God. It's so flipping cute, and it's funny. I want to work it so bad. Um, I love West Side Story. Mm, That is a good one. I love the the original movie, but I've seen it live, and it was so good. I've not seen the new movie, though. I haven't either. And then Gypsy. Helen was in Gypsy. She She played Danny June. There's Baby June, and then there's da- she played Danny June. And literally, that was the show that I was like, my sister is a star. <laughs> Helen freaking rocked that show. I was like, oh, my God, she's so good. And then I've never seen it, but I've, like, watched it, like, clips of it. But I really want to see Legally Blonde, the musical. I don't know if they're ever – I don't know if they're doing it anywhere or if it's – I don't think they're playing it anywhere. Yeah, but I think it's If it retired. ever comes back. I know I wanted to come back because I really want to say I love the soundtrack. I just love the movie, so I love the story in general. But I never saw Legally Blonde. I would love to see that. I would love to see Mean Girls because that's one of my favorite movies. And Beetlejuice is now touring, and I lost my mind when they announced that. I am so excited. It better come to the Stras because I'm gonna be going. Like know. opening I night, need to go so. S- I need to go see a show. I haven't seen a show in a while. We usually go to the Fox Theater in St. Louis. Ooh, Fox Theater's great. My mom saw Phantom of the Opera there. I love Phantom of the Opera. There's a lot of haters out there that hate Phantom, but I think it's gorgeous. Um, And she said the best Phantom she ever saw was at the Fox Theater. But there is, on our gift guide, is a bag from Scenery Bags, and it's made from an actual black velour leg, which is what they call the curtains that hang on the side. A border is the black curtain that goes above, and then a leg is on the side. Um, And they take old decking, which is like the stage, and backdrops and all that kind of stuff and they turn it into bags and jewelry i am obsessed with that store they have a christmas ornament with glinda's dress in it it's the bubble ornament they also have the necklace i have a coffin ring made of the decking of beetlejuice um but they have the break the leg bag yeah break a leg bag and that's on our gift guide i want that so bad such a cool concept i know right it is so cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, I love our gift card. We've been getting so much uh, response from the stores that we <laughs> included in it, which we weren't expecting. But I was at work, you know, typing away, and I kept looking out at my phone, and they were, like, responding. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wanted to respond, but Liz did it. So 
my god i yeah it was pretty cool i'm excited about it so hopefully you guys saw it and liked it and buy some stuff from our favorite shops but this was fun this was fun y'all please remember if you can if you're listening please go rate and please share um we want to keep doing this in the new year and it would be cool to like reach new goals with it so we want to like reach more people and just keep um covering more topics so if there's a topic that you think of that we haven't covered please let us know we're all yours yes yes i think our next episode may be either nashville tourism so like tourists in nashville or we could touch on shania twain because i really want to do shania okay we'll probably do shania um, and mm-hmm. the whole scandal that happened to her, which Scandalous. was tea. It's scolding hot tea. So it we'll is, have to do that. Is. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, getting to know a little bit about me and Wit, or as we like to call her, Wheezy Marizy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just keep tuning oh. in. Yes. Yeah, sorry, we're going to close out this episode, but I want to let y'all know that we've come up with our fan names. It's the nasties the nasties yeah nasties (laughs) we think it's hilarious we think it's just so funny so funny (laughs) but yeah so if you're listening you're now a nasty yay bye bye we want to thank y'all for listening to spilling the tea whitney merritt and liz Ent are co-host and co-producers the show is edited by jeff Ent. And the theme song was performed and recorded by Sam Mays, a.k.a. Chumsky. Follow us on Facebook and our Instagram at SpillMatee underscore podcast for show updates, partner posts, source material, and contact info for any business inquiries. Be sure to rate us whether you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Thank you all again so much for listening, and y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs>